Welcome everyone to Seek, Go, Create. This is where we redefine success in leadership, business, and ministry. Uh, I'm your host, Tim Winders. I'm a performance coach, and uh, I am currently located somewhere in Southern Utah in our RV, our motor coach, and I'm coming to you. For those that might be watching this live, you're getting this before it hits the podcast or YouTube. For those of you that are listening via the podcast or on YouTube, welcome. I'm glad, glad that you're here. I did want to uh, mention a few things just real quickly, and that is this. I'm going to cover a topic that that I've been I've been doing some study on for some time. And I think it's important for all of us, uh, maybe more timely than it would have been a few years ago, but, but I think it's a very timely topic. But, uh, but one of the things that I really encourage you to do is to give me some feedback. Give me your thoughts. Let me know what you think about it. If you're, if you're engaging with this on Facebook, go down to the comments. Let me know uh, your thoughts. If you're watching this on YouTube, please jump down. Make sure you subscribe if, you're, if you haven't done that on YouTube, if you're watching there. But just jump down and put some comments and say, Tim, I agree, I disagree, whatever. Let's, uh, let's kind of keep that going. And if you're listening on a podcast, probably the best thing to do is to jump over to our website or one of the social channels. We're Seek, Go, Create everywhere. And uh, just uh, start the conversation and give some feedback. Let us know how it was. Please do that. I would welcome that and love it if y'all would do that. So thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, communicating with us and making this two-way dialogue instead of just me speaking into the camera and or the microphone. So anyway, welcome once again to Seek, Go, Create. The topic today is kind of a catchy topic. It's seven keys to thriving during chaotic times. And I'll, I'll say this just right out of the gate, that when you do these type things, you have to kind of come up with a topic. You have to come up with the title and it needs to grab people. And, you know, talking about chaotic times is a good marketing word and thrive is a good marketing word. And it's great to come up with seven. That's a good thing to do. But I, I do want to say this, that we really aren't that special in the world today. I, I mean, yeah, we're all special. Everybody's special. But just because of the times that we're in, don't think that others have not lived through chaos. There is always some degree of chaos, disorder, dysfunction, disharmony going on in the world. And there's also things that are going on with people personally. So, so I say that as a bit of a caveat that when, uh, when I'm recording this in early, uh, a nice uh, warm winter day where I'm at early 2021, a lot of people would say, oh, things are just incredibly chaotic. There's a ton of stuff going on. But then if you were to go back and it would be 1941 and uh, let's say late 1941, early 1942, the world was at war. I think that those people might say that they would be in a chaotic time also. And we could go back in history to a lot of times, you know, the mid 1800s in the United States with the Civil War. So everything's relative. But. I will say this, there's there's varying degrees of chaos. And and there's also there's also different ways of looking at it from a micro and a macro level. So let me share a few things about that. Let me tell you where I'm going with this. I've got a progression, seven steps, seven keys to dealing with chaos or to 
to being able to thrive during times of chaos. And I think that they're all valuable. I think together and in order, they are best, but they do not have to be taken in order and they do not have to be taken all collectively either. But that's the way I'm going to present them. So I'm going to share those with you shortly. I want to say a few other things though before I launch into that. And um, the, the first thing that I want to mention and maybe just use a little bit of a personal story is that our lives go through ebbs and flows and seasons. And there's always some stuff that's going on. I believe that these principles that I'm going to talk about will help in any of those. There are times, and I hope that I hope that you have experienced this. Uh, we've done this in some parts of our lives, and that is where, seen, where things just seem to flow. You're in a rhythm. You know, if this was a sports analogy, we would say you were in the zone. It's where if you're shooting basketball, you shoot at the goal, and it seems like it's not just barely bigger than the basketball, but it's huge and you can't miss. Or for those that might play golf, uh, I've never experienced this myself in the golf in the golf game. But some people say, yeah, the, the cup, the hole just seems big. It's huge. I can't miss. And uh, that's kind of being in the zone. And there are times, seasons where we have that in life. But then there's also seasons where things are just a struggle. They're a challenge. We go through things. And then some of those are things that we may, they may we may bring them on their on ourselves or they may just be part of the normal life cycles. I like to call the, I like to call them the micro micro situations or the micro events. Things like I made a list here, job changes, moves, or starting a business or new job, or losing a business or losing a job. Or, you know, having a child, raising children, having teenagers. Uh, we just had a grandchild. Let me tell you, that was a much easier situation than having a child. So all types of things that we can go through. And I think, I think most people would recognize many of those. And there's probably others. You know, if you've had some sicknesses within your family or there's been a death of a loved one or some things we're dealing with right now where we've got our parents that are, are going through a little bit of a health challenge. All of those things are just part of what we experience in life. Those are the micro things that we deal with individually that may create chaos. You notice I say they may because sometimes it's our mindset and attitude. Sometimes it's the way we allow those things to creep into our day to day. And I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But but those are the micro items. Now, there are other things that impact us that that we realize can cause chaos. And those would be the macro. Okay. We got micro small stuff. That's maybe within our household or our small circle. And then there's the macro. And those are things I mentioned earlier, like, like war or political upheaval or a pandemic or, or situations in the economy that might be impacting many people. We experienced that in a great, to a great extent in 2008. And, and I know a lot of people in all likelihood have been somewhat impacted by the macro events that have been going on in the world in the last 12 months. I'm recording this, uh, like I said, in, in late January, early February of, of 2021. And uh, just 12 months ago, we started hearing about this virus, this pandemic, and, uh, and we weren't quite sure about it. And, and now uh, all of a sudden it's really kind of dominated in many ways the world over the last 12 months. And that has possibly, and most likely created some degree of chaos or disorder or dis-ease or discomfort 
within our lives. So we've all had to deal with that some, either at a micro or macro level. Now, the difficult thing when incredible stress occurs, when we believe we're stretched to the limit, when when we're really at times not sure what to do or where to turn or or or, or how to move forward is when we've got all of those things piling in at once. We've got, we've got micro stuff going on where we've got jobs or businesses or family situations or health crisis. And then at the same time, you've got political situations going on. You've got economic situations happening. You've got all of these things that are going on in the world that can really create quite a bit of stress and strain. And so I'm hopeful that you are not going through any of that as I'm speaking, as I'm talking right now, as you're listening to this. But I also know in the world that we're in, there is a high probability, a high likelihood that out of 10 people that are listening in or watching this, that a good half of the people are going through something, some degree of chaos. I hope, I hope that it's not overwhelming. But if it is, I am also, it's my prayer that maybe some of the things we talk about here are, are helpful to you. Or if it's just at a smaller degree or you want to play a little bit of, um, instead of defense and protect, you might want to be more prepared and be proactive. Maybe this will help you out too. Maybe some of these steps that we talk about will be helpful for you in just regular day-to-day dealing with stuff. So that's the micro and the macro. And I mentioned this just a few moments ago before I get into these seven, but I do want to say they're not necessarily in order, but I did order them. When I was listing these out and kind of coming up with these seven keys, I looked at them and I said, hmm, when I look at times in my life that things have gone from somewhat chaotic to somewhat orderly, it's kind of happened in this order. Now, some of these things are going on simultaneously, and I'll mention those as we go through them. And some of them may be flipped around. There may be dis, you know, different ways that they happen. But I will say that the order can be helpful that I go through them in. I also will say that this is not necessarily just a personal, I hate to use the word formula, but just a personal um tool that can be used. It, it can be also uh, implemented in organizations because many of these are used when I do some of my coaching and, and strategy for businesses and other organizations that I work with. So it can create value there. So hopefully, hopefully something, if not all of these things, will come together and really be a blessing to you so that uh, so that you can use them as a tool uh, and and kind of go back and reference these things. So having said all that, I think I've got the preface. The, uh, the thing I want to do maybe is kind of begin going through these seven, and then I'll probably pause and give some some explanation as we do that so that it might make might make sense to us and uh, and be helpful to us. So let me kind of pull up my notes here so that I've got them. And I, I do, I was thinking through this as I was making notes earlier today. I was just kind of sitting out, out in the sun just outside my office here that's in the passenger seat of Theo RV. And I was just sitting there kind of making these notes. And, and I kind of had flashbacks to times in our lives where we did some of these things well and we didn't do some of these well. And I think it was because I had never really used some of the situations we had gone through as a learning point. 
because I do believe, you know, we all go through stuff. I do believe that what we really need to do is learn from the situations we go through, is learn from both the micro and the macro chaotic things that are happening in the world so that hopefully we don't make those same mistakes again. I know that when I was looking back and thinking about some of the challenging times that we've had in our lives that Gloria and I have had, I was thinking to myself, huh, had I done that, and I'll mention them as we get to them in just a moment, had I done that, I truly believe that I would have shortened that time that we were in a very difficult situation. Had I implemented this quicker, I think it would have really helped and, and been less painful. So, so those were some of the learning points that I have. So as I go through this, maybe think through situations that you've been through and see if you can possibly use some of these to learn from some of those situations. All right, so here's number one. First thing in times of chaos, if it's a micro or a macro, number one thing, a little bit graphic here, stop the bleeding, Okay, stop the bleeding. Now that sounds ex extreme, but here's what I mean by that. And I'm going to jump back to a time that most people should still remember, but I'm going to go back to March of 2020, a time when it was around March 13th, I was going through some prayer journals. I've been reading out loud some of my journals to glory in bed at night, just to kind of reflect on the last few years. And just last night, I read March 13th, which is the day that things just kind of went bonkers in the world. We shut down in the United States. And I remember it was in my prayer journal. I asked the question, Lord, what is going on? I mean, literally, that was the question. I really sensed that this was going to be extremely challenging and uh, and catastrophic for the world. And I don't, you know, I guess some people could say it was or wasn't. It just depends. But I definitely think it's been an alter, altering uh, event for the entire world. So, so, but when I say stop the bleeding, this is what I mean. Anytime there's an emergency, anytime there is a life-threatening event, then the first thing to do is something, and I'm not a medical person, so I might be using terms that I don't know that well, but there's, a, there's something called triage. And that is where you look at where the most amount of blood's coming out or the most damage has been done, and you do your best to stop, stop the bleeding or, or, or see if you can um, wall off or, or stop that, uh, that spread of whatever that is happening. And uh, for those that are, that are old enough, remember, there was a show that was on in the 70s called MASH. And uh, it was, uh, I think it was set during the Korean War. And the whole, uh, the whole premise around it was this was a wartime medical hospital. And they used that term quite a bit. You know, people would come in from the battlefront and they would immediately go to triage to stop the bleeding, do whatever they could to make sure that these people could live another hour, another few hours, another minute, another day until we could do some things we're going to talk about later. But the first thing to do if you're in some type of situation, and I hope that, that most of us don't go through many of these in our lives, but it's to stop the bleeding. Let me give a business example. Uh, a year ago in March, this is what I was beginning to say earlier, a year ago in March, I was working with clients that were severely impacted when the economy shut down. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue that stopped immediately. We had to do everything we could to stop 
the bleeding right away. And some of you have been in that situation. You've lost businesses, you've lost jobs, or you've had family members that have gone through situations like that. Look at all that you can do to stop the bleeding, whatever that means. I mean, it could mean that you cut costs. You know, one of the things that we did, it was a little bit funny because we're in a, in, in a much healthier financial situation than really we've ever been in our lives. But uh, going back to, we'd gone through situations in 2008 that uh, were very difficult. And so I still remembered those. So one of the things that I did to stop the bleeding, kind of funny, is I looked at Gloria, I said, hey, listen, can we cut out Netflix, Disney Plus, all that kind of stuff? And she goes, well, yeah, if you think we need to. I mean, you know, it's just a couple bucks, but I was looking at whatever we could to watch our overhead. And so that's part of stopping the bleeding, you know, cut some cost. Uh, if you need to, um, you know, stop some things that money's been going out, if you need to find some emergency funds, do whatever you can to do a quick triage. Find out where you're at, where the bleeding is going on, what's going on, and attempt to stop the bleeding. That is critical, critical, critical for for chaotic situations. And you know what? So many people, they jump to some of these other things and then they're still bleeding. And I, I think back, I, we did that with our business back in 08. We had all of these expenses and I, in my mind, I kept thinking that things were just going to get better really quickly. And I looked, I mean, I could see the open wounds to use the bleeding example. I could see it, but I didn't make the mature decision to go ahead and say, you know what? We need to shut down some of our marketing that we've got going on because it's just not working like it was and it's a big overhead. We need to watch some of the expenditures we've got from some of our contractors and people that are helping us. Hopefully we can come back and work with them again, but right now we need to stop that. So stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding is something that you need to uh, look at. The second item, second item to me has become one of the most important and that is guard your mind. Guard your mind, guard everything that's coming into your mind, your, your ears, your eyes, your thoughts, everything that's coming into your mind is feeding something inside there. And the challenge when there's chaos all around is that it can be very difficult to think, to get quiet and to be rational and to use wisdom and unfortunately, sometimes there's just a lot going on and emergency situations. And, and sometimes we literally can lose our rational thought process when we see literal bombs going off and, you know, businesses being closed. And so guard your mind. Let me tell you what that means for a lot of us. And I believe that many of you will resonate with this because it did for me. I notice that I really have to, when things are going well, it's not as critical, even though I probably should be more diligent about this, but I have to watch what I am consuming when there is some chaotic situations going on. What do I mean by that? Well, I think most people are aware, you should be aware that our media, our news, and even social media information really feeds off of chaotic situations, off division, off pitting people against each other, off raising our blood pressure and getting people all worked up and excited. And so when situations like this come up, 
they really, really throw gas on that fire. And if we are consuming it on a, on a daily basis or right when we wake up in the morning or before we go to bed at night or all throughout the day, whatever your cycle is, it can plant seeds inside our minds. And when those seeds get planted, it can just start, it can add to the chaos. And what it does, this is what I noticed with me, and I know it does this with others because I recognize it in people I interact with and work with and coach, is it can start making thought processes very challenging. Thinking rational, making good decisions, making quick decisions, making thoughtful quick decisions become more and more difficult when you've got all that garbage in your head and that doubt and that fear and all the things that start piling in that just make it challenging. And so, so this is the way I guard mine. And you, you got to do your own thing, okay? I guard my mind by doing a number of things. I attempt to not read or look at much news. We don't have television, so we don't watch any of that in our household or our RV. Um, you know, some of you may, that's fine. But, uh, but also watch the timing of when I do get information. I have attempted to not, and I, and I haven't done it in some time, I don't take my phone or anything like that to the bedroom. And therefore, I don't look at my phone at night or any other digital items for that matter. And I also don't do it first thing in the morning. I've got a little buzzer on my watch that goes off when it's time for me to get up. And sometimes I get up at that time. Sometimes I don't. But I really do try to guard what goes in. I just try to find a book or something that I read. And, uh, and, and it's a hard paper, actual paper book that I read in the evening. And, and then when I get up in the morning, I don't jump straight in and see what happened in the world overnight. I figure it's probably still okay. And so I will actually start going into some things to train my mind. I'll listen to a podcast. I will listen to uh, either one of our podcasts or someone else's that uh, nourishes my soul. And then I'll also do some things like uh, I'll sit down and I'll do some Bible study. I'll do some journaling. I'll do some other reading. Then, and maybe only then, do I start creeping into my email inbox and kind of seeing what's there? And I've, I keep a pretty clean email inbox. There's not much there. And usually it's only the things that I want to see, a couple little news summaries that that I'm comfortable with the way they report things. It's not sensationalist. It's kind of just the facts. And then I may jump to a couple of sites to uh, check some of the financial news and things like that. That's it. And throughout the day, I may check a few things on social media, but I usually do most of my social media checking middle of the day. So it's not first thing in the morning or late at night. So it doesn't roll around in my head, but you need to find whatever you can do to guard your mind. I'm telling you, whatever it is, and, uh, and for those of you that have a partner, spouse, or, or someone that you're around a good bit, try to help each other because one of the things that Glory and I do is we try to have conversation that is as positive as we can be. Now, with all that's happened in the world, sometimes that's been tough, but uh, really be mindful of the communications and the, um, and the uh, conversations that you're having because that's, that's pretty critical too as far as guarding your mind. So really, really, really learn, practice, work on guarding your mind. All right, so number one, we had stop the bleeding. Number two was guard your mind. The third item is a building on guarding your mind, and that is investing in yourself, investing in yourself. We just mentioned the mind, so this is really a spinoff from that. 
And really all we're looking to do here is we're looking, instead of just keeping the junk out from our mind, we are looking to start planting good stuff in there. And I mentioned a few things earlier. I mentioned podcast. Hey, I'm hopeful that the Seek Go Create podcast and our YouTube channel and things like that can be something that can nourish your soul and stimulate your thinking and, and get you thinking about good, positive things. I'm hopeful that that's the case. So listen to that. Listen to other podcasts. There are a lot of great ones out there. And so uh, listen to podcasts is a great way to feed your mind and uh, to invest in yourself. I mentioned it earlier, reading. I think that everyone needs to be on an aggressive. And when I say aggressive, whatever that means for you, but an aggressive reading habit of feeding, feeding your mind good quality stuff. If, uh, if you're a follower of Christ like myself, I highly recommend you spend a lot of time in the Bible because that's the story of Christ and that's what gives you the instructions on how to be a follower of Christ. If you're not a follower of Christ, that's cool. I mean, it, whatever, if you've got another faith, then, uh, then study that. But, uh, but you need to study, I believe, things of faith. And then I think you need to be reading some mental, you know, some positive books that might be mental. Novels are good. Listen, little plug here. I finished writing a novel and I'm hopeful that it falls into this category of something that'll stretch you and nourish the soul. And uh, it's coming out soon. I haven't got a release date yet, but it's coming out soon. So anyway, but invest in yourself. You know, this is a great time with all that's going on to do some virtual or online seminars to get some training, to learn something that you've always wanted to learn, to uh, maybe learn a new language or or just train yourself in some new skill. It could be a hobby, or it could be something that you may want to implement in your business or your work. And this is a great time to do that because that is a great muscle to stretch your mind. So invest in yourself. And one of the things I listed out in my notes here is kind of the categories for yourself, for you, for you incorporated is spirit, soul, and body. There's spirit. I mentioned some spiritual just a moment ago. Really, really invest in whatever it is that is your spiritual growth. Invest in that. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. I think we've been talking about that. And invest in that like we've talked about. And then the final thing is your body. And uh, I, I think, I'll just mention this before we get to the next, uh, the next key, is... If nothing else over the last 12 months with, with, a, with a virus, a pandemic, with all the discussion about sickness and illness, that, that we all should very intentionally and diligently be pursuing the absolute best health for us personally that we can. What does that mean? I, I don't know what it means for you. I think you need to seek that yourself. But for us, it means eating as best we can whole food. Uh, you know, Glory just got a big box yesterday from, I think it's Misfit, Misfit Market with all these fresh vegetables. And for those that are, are actually watching this either on Facebook Live or on YouTube, back over my left shoulder, back on the counter, there's just this pile of all kind of vegetables that we're going to be eating over the next week or so and trying to eat as healthy and natural as we can. It's not easy in the world we're in. And then just before I pushed record, I went on about a two mile walk, brisk walk, 
And uh, so just try to do all that you can to invest in yourself by being mindful of your fitness and your health. You know, here's the unfortunate thing about this third category right here, this invest in self. There's only one person that can be responsible for investing in yourself, and that's you. You know, even if you're married, you have a spouse, they need to be investing in themselves. They can help, yes, but you know what? 24-7, it's something that you need to be doing and is considering what are you doing to invest in yourself, spirit, soul, and body. I encourage you. I challenge you. This is a big one. This is one thing I mentioned earlier. Regardless of if you're in a chaotic situation or not, if everything seems just awesome for you right now, invest in yourself because it prepares you for that time that could be challenging. So this is a good one here. This is a big one. Invest in yourself. The next one is something that I love to do all the time. And I don't know if it's, it's my engineering background. I don't know if it's because I'm wired to be a coach and I'm always looking at continuous improvement. But the number four key is to evaluate and assess, evaluate and assess. And that can really mean a lot of things with a business. What we always do is we always look and see, okay, what do we have that's working well? What's not working well? What are some tools and resources that we have at our disposal? What are some resources that we don't have? What are the things that we... You know, what are the, uh, what's the talent of people that we have within our organization? Um, those are some ways of doing that as an organization, or I could even say that you could do that as a family. But individually, I think it means things like do some, uh, do some analysis to find out about your personality profile. We've talked about that before on the podcast. You can go back and search where we've done some interviews and where, and where you can, uh, do some assessments and find out what your personality type is. Don't let it own you, but uh, you can do some things like strength finders to find out what your strengths are. You could find out maybe what your weaknesses are. You can, as a family, this is something that a lot of us are doing this time of year as we're working on our financials from the previous year. You know, we're looking at what are our, um, what are, what did we make last year financially? You know, what did we spend what did we do well on as far as our revenue and income that came in? What did we possibly spend too much on? I mean, that's really evaluating and assessing how, how well we're doing. It's giving ourselves a report card. And a few things that, I, that, that, uh, that fall under that category. One is self-awareness. I had someone ask me recently, they said, you know, what is the key to success? And I don't, I don't really like to put one thing, but I think if someone were to pin me down, I think it would really be able to be self-aware, to know about ourselves, to really be able to say, you know, this is something that I'm pretty good at. This is something that I'm not so good at. This is something that gives me passion. I really get a lot of energy. This is something that drains me. So self-awareness is really key under that um, evaluate and assess. And just uh, like I said earlier, look for your resources, your strengths, your talent. What are the tools that you have available? All of those things fall under the evaluate and the assess. Uh, number four item. So real quick, let's run through them. Number one, stop the bleeding. Number two, guard your mind. Number three, invest. Invest in yourself. Super valuable. Number four, evaluate and assess. Number five, number five is 
ask for help. And let me just right out of the gate say that this is the one that I probably made the biggest mistake on back in 08, 9, 10, 11, 12, when we were going through a lot of challenges coming out of the downturn, the Great Recession, whatever we call it now. I don't know if it was my ego. I don't know if it was being a man. I don't know what it is. But I know that many people, many of you, many people listening, really struggle with admitting, number one, admitting that you need help, and number two, reaching out to someone and say, hey, can you help me out? I just did an evaluation and an assessment, and I've got some gaps. There's some resources that I really need to move to the next level, to get out of this stage of chaos, to thrive. I really, really need it, and I think you can help me. Ask for help. And this one is huge. And I'll tell you that this is a big stumbling block for many of us. I know many of you listening, y'all, some of you may even checked out already. Don't do that. Some of you might have said, yeah, 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 Tim, get to the good stuff. I don't, I don't need this one. No, you probably do. Ask for help. Like I've said, it's very tough for me. But what it does, and I think there's some spiritual aspect to it, but it's just being a good human, it shows humility. And, and you know what? Many of us could really use an extra dose of humility by going to our fellow man, to our spouse, to a friend, to a coach, to a business partner, to, to, to just a stranger possibly that, that we, we feel like they can help out and say, Hey, listen, I, I, I know, I know I haven't asked much, but I could really use your help. And and so I just encourage you to think through that because it's going to tie into the number six here. But to me, I think you need to be able to do this one before we move to the next. So let me hear, let me glance at my notes here. It shows humility and we all can inject more humility into the world. We need that. When you identify places or weakness or gaps in resource resources, you must ask. You must ask from a business perspective, from a financial perspective, from a from a, a resources that you may need to achieve and accomplish what you are called and assigned to do, you need to ask. You know, I, I know that there's a lot of people that they're sitting here saying, you know what, if I just had some more financial seeds, some more finances, then I would be okay. I, I will say that that's not all the time the case. I mean, some people think money solves a lot of issues, but if you've got a company that does require some funding, you know, if you just sit around and never mention it to anyone, I can almost assure you, you are probably not going to get those financial resources. But until you put a plan together, until you put your pitch deck, until you put the business plan and you start reaching out to people and asking for help, then you're not going to get anybody to write you a check or help you out. That's a business example, but everything else works the same way. I'll even go so far to say this, that if over the last 12 months you've just noticed yourself getting down more, I'll, I'll use the word depressed, uh, you know, your mental health, then more than ever you need to reach out to someone and ask for help and mention it. Do not isolate yourself. Do not 
isolate yourself, reach out to people. There are people that want to help you. And here's why I know people want to help you. Because that was number five, ask for help. Number six is give help to others, is offer help. Because if you ask for help, or you're in a situation of chaos, or the world is in a situation of chaos, I know one of the most beautiful things that all of us or any of us can do is to start looking around and seeing who we can help. And you know what? Wouldn't it be a cool world to be in if right about the time that that someone named Joe was thinking or listening to this and saying, you know what? I really could use some help. That someone named Sam was going, you know what? I need to offer some help. And I need to call up my friend Joe and see if he needs some help. Wouldn't it be so cool if that conversation happened almost simultaneously? I think that would show the Lord's hand in situation. I think it would be very divine. But I also think that would just be us functioning and operating in the way that we really are supposed to operate. As human beings, we're supposed to ask for help and we're supposed to offer help. Others need help. You. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care how chaotic seems things seem for you. I don't care if you think that the world is burning down around you. You know what? If it is, there's probably someone that needs you to help pull them out of the fire. Just like you need help, they need help too. Offer to help. It just helps you take your eyes off yourself. And when we take our eyes off ourselves, then you know what? Our problems, our issues, our chaos seems to be lessened. And, you know, I can get to preaching on this because, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a follower of Christ. But uh, I can get to talking about something called the kingdom of God. And let me just tell you, that is the way the kingdom of God works. People that need help ask. People that can help offer. Ask for help. Offer help be a good human being. That was number five and six. And then finally, number seven, and this one could be done all along the way, but I do think that after you've done all of this, number seven is just to start moving, do something, get out and go and start doing things so that you can start uh, learning. You can get some momentum going. You can get some action behind all of these things you've been doing. And, you know, a lot of this ties together. I mean, it could be that start moving means go out and offer some offer to help someone. Start moving could be to evaluate. Start moving could be to invest in yourself. Uh, that, that could all fit into that. But I only say it here with number seven, because if you've done all of these things, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then you sit around and do nothing, then I would venture to say in all likelihood, most of the time, you're not going to move beyond the chaos, the situation, whatever's going on, because you're going to be stuck. It's almost going to be like a situation where you're in quicksand. And so start moving. Because once you start moving, then it makes it easier to circle back to what number four, which was evaluate and assess. Because sometimes you can't evaluate things well when you're sitting still. That only until you do 90 days of effort, this is kind of what the way we do it in the business and the corporate world with people I coach. We do 90 days of, of doing things, of strategy, and then we look at it. We evaluate and assess. We see where we are. And then we make adjustments. We make tweaks. And then we go 90 days again. So start 
moving, doing something, doing something is almost always better than doing nothing. Doing something is almost always better than doing nothing. And that's the way we see what's going on. So I encourage you, I encourage you to just take a look back. Let me recap real quick. Here's the seven. Stop the bleeding. We talked about that. Guard your mind. Invest in self. Evaluate and assess. Ask for help. Offer help. Those two go together. Man, those are, those are so powerful. We could talk about those for a long period of time. And then just start moving. I challenge you. I ask you. I am hopeful that if you're listening to this, that you'll take one of those items, maybe two, maybe three, maybe all seven, and just look at what you've been doing and say, hmm, you know what? I'm already doing those pretty well. Maybe I can adjust and tweak this. Maybe I could do that. Or if you're listening to this and you're going, I have never heard that. I have, I don't even know what you're talking about, Tim, but you know what? I'm going to give it a good shot. I applaud you. Go after it. Do it. Start doing some of these items. And I believe, I feel very confident because it's what I've seen in all the business and organizations I've worked with, me personally and others. I believe that it will help us, help us all move through and thrive in times of chaos. I so appreciate you listening in. I want you to thrive in all that you're doing. Even if, you, even if you're hitting home runs every time you step up to the plate, I want you to hit longer home runs. I want you to hit home runs where there's people on base so that more runs come in. So just keep keep going. And uh, I just, I appreciate all of you. I just want one quick reminder that I do want to continue having dialogue with you guys. And so for, um, for those that have checked us out on all the socials, go do that. That's great. But last little item is go to seekgocreate.com. That's our website. That's where all the notes are. Uh, this will be listed out there. If you're listening to this on the podcast or after it's been released on YouTube, all, we have all the notes there, the outline. You can get some resource links and uh, all of it's right there. And you can also add comments underneath each post. Please do that. Please do that. And if you haven't already, I would just ask that you give us your best email so that you could just stay connected and stay in touch with us. I have enjoyed this message, if y'all can tell. Boy, I, I got all jacked up doing the walking I did earlier. So I've had fun with it and I hope you've enjoyed it too. And until next time, keep listening to Seek, Go, Create. But until next time, continue being all that you were created to be. Mm -hmm.